you probably know missionaries aren't held in high regard by many in our current culture. Some accuse missionaries of imposing their Western values on other cultures or furthering colonialism or serving their own interests. Dr. Mary Ho was born in Taiwan and grew up in Africa. As someone who received love and care from missionaries, she has a much different view of their work. And in my country, they were the ones that uh, built the first schools, started the first hospitals. They brought uh, literacy and writing. So I've seen what my country has received, and I've seen it in many parts of the world. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are in the studio today in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, with Mary Ho. She is the International Executive Leader of All Nations. All Nations is an interdenominational church planting organization. They have trained and placed national and cross-cultural church planters in more than 35 countries. We'll talk a little bit about All Nations. We'll talk about what they do. You may have heard of All Nations in the context of a young man named John Chow, who was killed a year ago this month. We're going to talk about his example and his ministry as well. Mary, welcome to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Well, thank you, Todd. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Wonderful. Well, we are very glad to have you and have some of your team here today as well. Last November, the world learned about John Chow, a man most of us, we'd never heard of him before that day. He went to North Sentinel Island. We learned about all nations. All of a sudden, your ministry was the focus of an international firestorm, really, uh, just maybe more attention than you would have ever wanted. What were those days like for you and for your team at All Nations? We, we were shocked, and we were in a lot of pain uh, because this is a young man that uh, All Nations not only trained and sent out, but he was very, very dear to many of us. Uh, he's a dear friend to many of us. And, uh, of course, our hearts just really grieved uh, for his family, for his parents, for his brother and sister. Those were hard, hard days for us. There was a, a lot of criticism. You know, what was John thinking? What was he doing? What was All Nations thinking, sending him out? Uh, a lot of that from the secular media, but a lot from within the Christian community as well, Christian media from the church. Did that surprise you? Yes, actually. Um with John Chow, he was a young man who, since he was 18 years old, uh, knew that God had called him to share the love of Jesus with the North Sentinelese. And we knew where he was going was hard, it was dangerous. We knew there was high risk. And when he, he reportedly died being shot by bow and arrow, we were just 
we were just devastated. I think that we were just um, in our hearts. Uh, we wanted to really honor John. We wanted to honor his legacy. For those who know him, he is just a really down-to-earth young man, just very humble, um, very down-to-earth. Um, I had talked to him on the phone for about two years before I met him, and given his call to the North Sentinelese, I thought maybe Rambo will walk in. And, uh, <laughs> and I was just so surprised when I finally met him because he's just the most unassuming, down-to-earth, soft-spoken young man. He always had a, a smile on his face. He always had a ready hand to help people. And so, yeah, so when there was a international media uproar, I think one of the things that was on our hearts was, first of all, we were grieved. Uh, we were grieved for his family. We were praying for his family. And we wanted to honor his legacy so that everyone knew the just a wonderful, courageous young man he was. How did you or how do you deal with the uh, sort of what I would say is the secular perception of, well, why did the North Sentinelese need someone to go to them? Why would you go and bring your disease and bring your foreign thoughts? And does that even bother you when it comes from a from a secular point of view? Because obviously they don't understand the call of the gospel. I don't think that that mattered to me as much, honestly, because we really believe in what Jesus said, uh, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. And the words all nations in Greek actually means all the peoples of the earth. And, uh, and that's what all nations is about. It is about uh, making Jesus known and loved and worshiped by all the peoples of the earth in every part of the world. Jesus came to um, change our lives, and, uh, and he came to give us uh, life. My life was very, very changed for the better uh, when I met Jesus. And we knew that John wanted to take the love of Jesus Christ to a North Sentinelese. That's, uh, that's what he's wanted to do since he was 18 years old. And yeah, so no, it did not bother me too much that the secular press uh, did not understand that. What, a, it was what about right. when it was coming from within the Christian community? Because there were some in the Christian community that said the same thing. Why did he go? Why did he take this risk? Why would he go there at that time? He's just one guy. Why did he go by himself? All those questions and all that criticism, did it bother you more when it came from the church? I think it surprised me more. But honestly, in the first few weeks, things were just so intense. I don't think I stopped too long to wonder why people were being critical. And also, I just feel like when you read the Gospels and when you read what Jesus did for us, and you read about the mandate of the Great Commission that he entrusted to his disciples and what each of them had to go through to spread this gospel throughout the world, uh, what Apostle John had to go through, what Peter had to go through, uh, James and John, all of them, I feel like it is, 
it is the Christian story that we're willing to do what it takes to share Jesus. Sometimes it's good and it's fun, and sometimes it's just really hard and it costs a lot, and it takes a lot of sacrifice. And to us, it's the norm. It's normal Christian life. Yes, it is. And that's a foreign concept to most of our listeners, to most American Christians, that it is normal to suffer for sharing the gospel. But you see, I think maybe this is where I have a little bit of a different perspective. I did not come from America. I'm naturalized as American citizen. I was born in Taiwan. I grew up on four continents. And now there are thriving churches in Taiwan, but it is because of the many, many men and women of God who over the centuries have given up their homeland, their families. They've come to Taiwan to share the gospel. I know some of them were martyred. Some of them were stoned. Some of them never went back to their homeland, and yet they brought the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in my country, they were the ones that uh, built the first schools, planted the first churches, started the first hospitals. They brought uh, literacy and writing. So I've seen, I've seen what uh, my country has received, and and I've seen it in many parts of the world. I uh, I grew up in Africa, and I've. I've seen people receive from missionaries, and um, all over the world, when you read about the first hospitals being built or modern medicine um, benefiting the people uh, or girls getting an opportunity to get an education and go to school, it's usually through missionaries who have um, counted the cost and paid a great price to come and bring uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and and the kingdom of God and its reality to that place. So that's how I see missions, because Amen. I've received from it. My country has received from it. Many parts of the world have received from it. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Mary Ho. She's the international executive leader of All Nations. All Nations was the sending agency who sent out John Chow a year ago this month, he was killed on North Sentinel Island. Mary, there was a perception in some places in, in the weeks after John was killed that he sort of just woke up that morning and decided to go to North Sentinel Island, that he was a, a thrill seeker or an adrenaline junkie or this totally unprepared, almost high schooler that just suddenly decided to go. You've mentioned a couple times that that he had known this was his calling from the age of 18. Talk about some of the preparation that he went through, and All Nations was a part of this, helping to prepare him, kind of put to rest this idea that that he was some sort of thrill seeker, just decided one morning to go to an, a strange island. Yeah, John is actually one of the most well-prepared and intentional missionary I've ever met. When he was around 18, he had uh, just came back from a short-term mission trip to Mexico. And when he came back, he started Googling on Joshua Project for unreached people groups. And he discovered the North Sentinelese. And we know that shortly around that time, he really felt like 
God called him to take the love of Jesus uh, to the North Sentinelese. And since then, he has basically made all his major decisions around that calling. So, for example, when he went to college, he majored in health, in sports medicine, because he wanted to prepare himself to go to the North Sentinelese. He got himself trained in uh, wilderness training, emergency medical training. He went to SIL, Summer Institute of Linguistics, to get trained in linguistics. Uh, He would read about like 40, 50, 60 books in anthropology a year just to prepare himself. And um, he started working at um, a national park so that he can physically train. So physically, he was very, very fit. He, he can climb high mountains. He can, you know, swim uh, in seas. But he has been preparing himself for this for about seven, eight years before he finally went to the North Sentinel Island. And all of that time, that island was his focus. Like, like he knew where he was going. From the moment he called all nations, he said, this is where I want to go? Oh, yeah. He knew he wanted to go there. He did mission tri- short-term mission trips to other places like Iraq and South Africa, uh, different places to prepare himself. But I remember him calling me for the first time uh, maybe two and a half years ago or three years ago, and he said, I'm John Chow, and God has called me to take the love of Jesus Christ to the North Sentinelese. He knew. I mean, that was the first thing out of his mouth. How did you process, and not just you, but the All Nations team, process understanding that's his calling, but also understanding no foreigners go there and come back? Uh, how How do you wrestle with that sort of risk assessment and here's the call of God How do you balance those? Yeah, so we actually went on a two-year journey where we had many, many conversations. Like he would call us and say, well, how do I prepare myself to know more about cultural anthropology? And we would say, okay, here are 10, 20 books on the subject. And he would say, oh, I've read half of them. Literally two weeks later, he'll be like, okay, I finished reading them. Uh, What's next? Wow. And you could tell that in terms of mission preparation, uh, mission trips, he's taken many, many mission trips. He's led mission trips. So he's done a lot of these uh, short-term stints. You could tell that physically he was well-prepared. He was fit. He was well-trained. He was training himself in linguistics, in culture, and he was getting himself also trained in orality because obviously this is uh, oral culture. So you could tell that he was looking for all the training that he could, holistic equipping. And one of the reasons he came to All Nations to get training was, uh, well, first of all, he wanted prayer. 
And secondly, he wanted to know what to do once he got there. So we trained him in contextualization and how to make disciples um, and how to learn culture, how to live among the people, and also how to share Jesus in a way that does not impose our culture, does not impose the message, but uh, really live out Jesus among them. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Mary Ho. She's the international executive leader of all nations. Mary, for our listeners who don't know, how how cut off is North Sentinel Island? How isolated are these people that John was aiming to take the gospel to? They're a totally isolated group. Uh, the North Sentinel Island is part of a group of islands called the Andaman Islands off of the coast of India. And the North Sentinelese, they are still in a hunter and gatherer's culture and have been hostile for many decades in recent history. So they basically are hostile towards any outsiders who try to contact them. They're totally isolated. And and you had these conversations with John. Yes. They are totally hostile to every outsider. John Chow, you're an outsider and you want to go to them. There's risk there. How how did you talk through that or how did you work through that with him? Or or had he worked through it really before he came to you? He told us right from the very beginning. He knew it was high risk. It was very, very risky. Many people don't think he should go. Now, am I correct that he had actually talked with other missions agencies who had said, no, we, we don't we won't send you there? I believe so. I I do know that there were many people against it. Yeah. So he was prepared. How did you guys get prepared to send him knowing when you said goodbye to him that it might be goodbye until we see you in heaven? Yeah. So uh, he came to our training uh, to get trained in... um, sharing Jesus cross-culturally and discipleship and church planning. But we also put him in contact with others who have gone on similar missions in that part of the world, what they had to go through. We put him in touch with others who uh, knew about the islands, uh, about the risk involved, who knew the topography of the islands, the layout of the islands, who knew what are some of the most ideal strategies and also what kind of strategies are least hostile. Um, So he was able to talk to some of the people who have done similar work with with other people group in that region. Which, again, points to his level of preparation. I I mean, again, this is not a guy who woke up one morning and thought, oh, hey, I think I'll go to North Sentinel Island. Uh, he obviously had spent years preparing and getting ready for that. Yes, and he he had over the years, even before he came to All Nations, uh, talked with others who have done uh, similar missions. Like he, I know he talked to Don Richardson and and others. Um, yeah, just for wisdom and for strategy and for approach. And he had read extensively about different missionaries that have gone before him, that have gone to high-risk areas. So 
I think he was probably one of the most prepared young men I knew. The other thing about John is that he had an unusually calm and stable temperament. If you just meet him, he's just uh, he's very chill. He's he's very calm. Things just don't fluster him, and so I really believe he had a very very uh, calm and stable. Disposition. He had a real inner strength that was very, very rare, and a determination and focus.、Um, he was not easily flustered, which is a good quality in a missionary. Yes, very. <laughs> and I have been impressed by the things that he thought through, especially with regard, like his medical training. Not that he was a doctor, but that he had some basic medical training. Okay. Why would these people let me stay on their island? Oh, if I could help them,、uh, and so he had really thought through: Why will they accept me? I want to make myself as acceptable as possible, and had prepared to be able to serve the people. Yes, and、um, anyone who knew John, and he seemed to have many, 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 many friends.、Um, He's just so likable.、Uh, everyone talks about what a kind, loving, caring, compassionate young man he was, and very fun with a great sense of humor. I know when he was at our All Nations training, children love him.、Uh, but one of the things that really impressed me was that even while he was a student in college,、uh, he w- he was serving the a lot of the refugee kids. Uh, in the city, he、uh, he helped lead a little soccer team, minister to the local、uh, refugee kids that otherwise could not afford to play soccer or buy soccer cleats. He led a, a few、uh, short-term mission teams to South Africa to do soccer camps there. But he's been leading this life of serving people. Reaching out to the marginalized, sharing the love of Jesus, caring for people—he's、uh, been doing that since he was about eighteen. One of the things, and you mentioned the soccer team. I, I we attended. I attended a, a meeting. I know you were there—a memorial service for John at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa. And many of the young men from that soccer team were at that service to honor John's memory. And I just thought, what an amazing example. Here's this young man who's called to North Sentinel Island, but he knows he has four years in Tulsa, Oklahoma, to go to school. What could I do for ministry in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Oh, I know. How about if I reach out to this Burmese community and coach a soccer team? This just struck me that every situation he was in, he was looking for an opportunity to minister. Not necessarily. I, I can't minister until I get to North Sentinel Island. That's where I'm going to be. A gospel worker. That's where I'm going to advance the kingdom. No, where could I advance the kingdom here today? Those young men that were at his service, it struck me what a legacy he had left. Of wherever I am, there's something I can do to serve other people. We are remembering the life of John Chow. Today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio, a year ago this month, he was killed while attempting to make contact with the people of North Sentinel Island. You may have heard the story in the news a year ago. You may even have heard criticism of John Chow, including criticism from within Christian circles. 
Today, Dr. Mary Ho has been helping us get a clearer picture of this young man who boldly gave his life for the sake of the gospel. If you missed any of our conversation today, you can hear it again online at vomradio.net. We'll also give you links there to all the different podcast services where you can hear VOM Radio. If today's conversation inspired you, I hope you'll go back and listen to some of our previous episodes in the VOM Radio archives. You'll find more stories of people willing to lay down their lives to share the love of Christ. You can hear every past episode at vomradio.net. We're not finished with this conversation. Next week, Dr. Mary Ho will join us again. You'll continue to discover what John Chow was like and learn more about the ministry that sent him out to proclaim the gospel in spite of the risk. I want to encourage you to live boldly for Christ like John Chow this week. Who will you reach out to? Who will the Lord bring across your path that needs to hear the gospel message? Join us again next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.